You are listening to Lighthearted, the official podcast of the United States Lighthouse Society. My name is Jeremy Dontremont. Welcome. I have two co-hosts today, the two co-hosts who have been with me from the very start, my friends Michelle Jewell Shaw and Cindy Johnson. Hi, Michelle and Cindy. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Cindy. And hello to all of our listeners out there. Hi, everyone. Hi, Jeremy and Michelle. Today is November 20th, 2022, and this is a very special episode of Lighthearted. We're celebrating the 200th episode of this podcast. Cindy and Michelle, each of you has co-hosted nearly 100 episodes. Thank you so much for everything you've both contributed. (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you for creating an awesome podcast and letting me be part of it. I mirror that as well. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Um, This has been a great opportunity for the both of us, and I really, really enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Well, the feeling is, feelings are all mutual. So uh, (laughs) again, uh, it's been a pleasure. Today, we'll be hearing from a number of special guests. And Michelle, if you could, we'll uh, kick it off. If you could please introduce our first message from a special guest. Sure, Jeremy. This one is from Sarah Jones, Executive Director of the Tybee Island Light Station and Museum in Georgia. Sarah was a guest in Episodes 108 and 150. Congratulations, Jeremy, on three years and 200 episodes of your U.S. Lighthouse Society's Lighthearted Podcast. The Tybee Lighthouse was honored to be a part of the 108th and 150th episodes. Here's to many more years, Jeremy. If you ever run out of ideas on lighthouse topics, let us know. We've got plenty. Next, we have a message from Megan Agresto. Megan is the resident site manager of the Currituck Beach Light Station in North Carolina, and she was the guest in episode 132. Jeremy, it's Megan, the site manager at the Currituck Beach Lighthouse. Just wanting to give you a shout out to say congratulations on episode number 200. Your lighthearted podcast is an amazing way to share the joy that so many of us find in lighthouses. And we're all just so excited for 200 more. Don Terrace is the director of the Lighthouse Park District in Evanston, Illinois, and he manages the Gross Point Light Station Museum. He's a recipient of the American Lighthouse Council's F. Ross Holland Distinguished Service Award, and he was the guest on episode 40 of Lighthearted. So here's Don. Jeremy, this is Don Terrace, keeper of the Gross Point Lighthouse National Landmark in Evanston, Illinois. It was my pleasure to host the U.S. Lighthouse Society Technical Committee here at Gross Point and complete a lighthearted podcast with the group back in 2019. What a wonderful time we all had, and I'd like to congratulate you on the occasion of your 200th podcast in the Lighthearted series. That's quite an accomplishment, with a majority of the interviews coming in at an important time, helping to keep the lines of communication open within the Lighthouse community during the pandemic. My best regards, and I look forward to continuation of Lighthearted. Okay, I'd like to pass along a few statistics about Lighthearted. There have actually been 219 episodes, if you count all the special editions that didn't have numbers, but this is the 200th numbered episode. So for all intents and purposes, it's the 200th episode. There have been more than 122,000 listens to the podcast. And something I'm proud of is that more than 87% of the people who listen, that listen to at least 75% of an episode. 
I think that's pretty neat. The episodes have focused on subjects in 13 countries and 27 U.S. states. Besides the U.S., the countries that have been featured the most often have been the U.K., that's, of course, including England and Scotland, Canada, and Ireland. The states that have been featured most often are Maine, Massachusetts, Michigan, the three M's, uh, New York, and Florida. We've interviewed seven former lighthouse keepers and 11 authors. Uh, You know, looking at the statistics for the states, I realize we need to do more on the lighthouses of the West Coast. I'd also like to do more uh, locations in other countries that haven't been covered. Of course, the hard part with some of those countries is finding people to do the interviews in English, but, uh, you know, work on that. We've only focused on lightships a handful of times. I'd like to do more on lightships also. Now I'd like to play a greeting from our good friend, Ralph Krugler. Ralph is the historian for the Hillsborough Inlet Lighthouse in Florida, and he wrote a book on that subject. He's been doing a lot of work for the U.S. Lighthouse Society on the online research catalog and on social media, and he's produced some short videos and interviews that are on the Society's YouTube channel. He's also appeared on this podcast at least five times. So here's Ralph. Wow, 200 episodes. It's quite an accomplishment, my friend. Congratulations. I've listened to every single one of them so far, and they keep getting better and better. You know, I particularly enjoy when you have that guy from Florida on. What's his name? Mm, Can't think of it. It'll come to me, though. But anyways, congratulations, Jeremy, on 200 episodes. Keep up the hard work. Keep being the voice of lighthouse preservation and keep inspiring people from future generations to keep these awesome structures going. Once again, 200 episodes. Way to go. Congratulations. Next, we're going to hear from retired Coast Guard Rear Admiral Dan May, who was the guest in Episodes 158 and 159. Dan is an ocean engineer who's been involved in many lighthouse projects over the years. Hi, Jeremy. Rear Admiral Dan May here, your number 158 and 159 podcast participant. Congratulations to you, Cindy, and the Society and all those involved in achieving this significant threshold. 200 podcasts is an amazing accomplishment. And besides uh, participating myself, I've also greatly enjoyed listening to the many national and international stories that you have compiled. Please keep up the great work, and I do hope that all these great podcasts will continue to keep those historic gems shining brightly for years to come. Well done, Jeremy. Cindy and Michelle, I'd like to ask you a question. You can fight among yourselves to see who's going to answer first. But <laughs> I, I uh, think I've asked you this before on the podcast. Maybe might have been in the hundredth episode. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but I know we've talked about it before. But I think it's uh, something that uh, something that I think about a lot. Something that should be asked often. I think uh, in these times when we're dealing with uh, war and poverty, a you know climate crisis, a gloomy economic picture, et cetera, et cetera. Why should we still care about lighthouses? So who wants to answer that first? Well, I think I'll go first on this one. All of these things are just dark. All of the things that you, you know, you just mentioned are dark. We need the lighthouses. We need the light. At the end of the day, that's what's important. Mm. Keeping the lights going and always keeping that light within us. I love that. Mm. Beautiful. It's going to be hard to top that, Michelle. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) <laughs> no, we. I like this. Um, so for me, I just thought more about um, the actual history. So lighthouses, lighthouses are part of our history here in the U.S., but all over the world too. Maritime history, 
uh, architecture, but probably the most interesting, I think the three of us can all agree, uh, the, the people who put their lives into our lighthouses. And so uh, just like any other history, if we don't preserve the structures and uh, the, the human history of them, they, they won't be here for future generations. Mm-hmm. For me, if I splice together your two answers, that pretty much <laughs> says it. So I can't, I can't improve on that. Really, uh, you covered it. Uh, and uh, I've been saying lately that in in dark times, as you said, Michelle, uh, I think we need we need to preserve lighthouses and their history more than ever. This would be a good time to play a message from our friend Tatiana Manzuk. Tatiana lives in Kiev, Ukraine, although she's currently in Germany because of the Russian invasion. Tatiana is the alumni officer for House of Europe, an organization that fosters professional and creative exchange between Ukrainians and their colleagues in European countries. I made contact with Tatiana last February through a mutual contact on Facebook, and I noticed she had a photo of herself at a Ukrainian lighthouse on her Facebook page. That led to her being the guest on a special edition of Lighthearted in late February 2022. So let's hear from Tatiana now. Hello, dear lighthearted community. Congratulations on the 200th episode of this wonderful podcast. I became a guest of it because of my Facebook photo with a lighthouse in the city of Berdyansk, a beautiful Ukrainian city near the Azov Sea, which stays under the Russian occupation for more than eight months already. And I know that people there, as well as people on all the territories temporarily occupied, are waiting for Ukrainian army to release them and to restore peace and justice. Being totally unable to defeat Ukraine in a military way, Russia starts to destroy our critical infrastructure. Winter is coming and many people in Ukraine are forced to stay without electricity. They show incredible examples of unity and support, restoring, rebuilding critical infrastructure objects, supporting each other. And of course, in these circumstances, the image of lighthouse has a huge sense as a symbol of attention and help which Ukrainians need to stay strong and to keep resisting. So I want to thank to your community for this attention and I want to ask you to stay with Ukraine and I wish you to keep the image of the lighthouse in your hearts as an eternal reminder of your values and hopes. Here's one from Greg Stone, president of the Lighthouse Inn on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. Greg was a guest on episode 133. Hi, Jeremy. Congratulations on your 200th podcast for the U.S. Lighthouse Society. This is Gregory Stone, keeper of the West Dennis Lighthouse and Lighthouse Inn on Cape Cod. So glad that you continue to share valuable historic information and preservation efforts, along with interesting and sometimes amusing anecdotal stories of lighthouses and their keepers. All the best to you, and I look forward to the next 200 episodes. Here's a message from Sue York of the Eldred Rock Lighthouse Preservation Association in Alaska. Sue was a guest on episode 74. Happy 200th episode, Lighthearted. 
This message is from Elder Drock Lighthouse Preservation Association in Haines, Alaska. We were privileged to have the opportunity to be guests of a podcast in the summer of 2020, right after COVID hit and we received a lease agreement from the U.S. Coast Guard to start repairs. It was really a wonderful opportunity and we were grateful to feel the support of lighthouse enthusiasts nationwide as we began these massive rehabilitation efforts on the oldest original lighthouse in Alaska that has now been automated for 50 years. Um, we're at a great pace right now to clean and repair Eldridge Rock and try to have it open for the public visits in 2024. If you want to know more, you can go to our website at www.eldredrocklighthouse.org or our Facebook page. Uh, we just want to say congratulations to Lighthearted. Keep up the good work. We really enjoy the podcasts. Thanks. And here's a message from Mike Leonard, the main base photographer who's been a guest on four episodes. Episode 155 focused on Mike's five tips for better photos. Hi, this is Mike Leonard. Talking about pictures on radio just doesn't sound too interesting. But Jeremy welcomed me to spend an entire podcast to talk about how to make your best shot of lighthouses and some other subjects. And to this day, I still get people sending me notes thanking me for helping them to understand the process of taking pictures and more importantly, how to improve the pictures they now take. 200 episodes is a real milestone, and to have been a part of it is, well, heartwarming. Thank you to Jeremy for having the vision to start this series, and a congratulations for making it to 200. I send cheers, bravo, and a wish for your continued success for another 200 episodes, and more. And now we'll hear a message from our friend Joseph Smith, a living history performer who Lighthouse fans know for his portrayal of Augustin Fresnel, the adventure of the Fresnel Lighthouse Lens. I've seen Joe's incredible performance as Fresnel a few times. I never get tired of it. He was a guest on episode 44. The day of glory has arrived, and out of the darkness shines a brighter light. My name is Augustin Jean Fresnel, inventor of the lens that bears my name, and which changes lighthouse technology forever, illuminating the seas, saving lives, and creating new light in new venues yet to come. And one of those new venues is the Lighthearted Podcast. This is Joseph Smith, performing artist of living history, and I just want to congratulate and celebrate Jeremy Dontremont and Lighthearted for their 200th episode. Keep shining your light. Next, I'm going to read a message from the Italian author Anna Maria Mariotti, who is also known as Lilla Mariotti. Lilla wrote the book, The World's Greatest Lighthouses, and she was the guest on episode 85. Here's her message. Quote, my name is Lilla Mariotti. I live in Italy and I am a member of the U.S. Lighthouse Society. I am a writer and a lighthouse lover, and I have visited more than 100 of them all around the world. I want to send my congratulations for episode 200 of the podcast on lighthouses that helps people to know more about these important icons of the night that for so long have helped navigators reach a safe harbor and to avoid dangers in the sea. It is very important to do our best to preserve them for future generations to not let them go to ruin. End quote.
Thanks, Michelle, and thank you, Lilla. Let's listen to one more message for now. This next one is from Richard Cummins, a former Irish lighthouse keeper now living in California. Richard was the guest on episodes 101 and 102. This is Richard Cummins from the Irish Lighthouse Service calling to wish you well on your 200 podcast. What an amazing achievement. Most people do not realize how much time and effort that goes into each podcast, from tracking down people to interview to the actual recording and promotion of each episode. But after working on a podcast with you, I'm fully aware of how much work goes into each recording. You've done so much to bring awareness to the preservation, heritage and history of lighthouses and their keepers. Sadly, due to automation, many lighthouses are falling into disrepair and suffering from neglect. Without people like you and your podcast, the world would lose many of its maritime landmarks. Keep up the great work, and on behalf of all current and former keepers, thank you. The other day I had a conversation about the podcast with Jeff Gales, Executive Director of the U.S. Lighthouse Society and occasional co-host. Cindy, you know what to say next. (laughs) Let's listen to that conversation now. (laughs) I've been waiting my whole life to say that. I'm talking with my good friend, Jeff Gales, Executive Director of the U.S. Lighthouse Society. How's it going, Jeff? Doing great. How are you doing, Jeremy? Good. Good. Thanks. Uh, And uh, can you believe it's 200 episodes of the podcast? No, you're just thinking about uh, when we first discussed doing it. To now, it seems like no time has gone by, but 200 is a big number. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was hired as an independent contractor by the society three and a half ish years ago. Um, I think the one of the main things I was hired for was uh, the research catalog, the online research catalog to help with that. And there were other things we discussed that I was uh, helping with, but the podcast was not on anybody's radar mm-hmm. when I was hired. And uh, somehow the idea popped in my head, you know, maybe we could do a podcast. And I remember when I told you about it, you, you, uh, you ran with the, the idea. You said, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's, let's do it. Well, the society uh, always had uh, historians that we worked with on a regular basis. And um, as recently as just before you started, we had uh, Candace Clifford, who is acting as our, our actually main historian, uh, you know, obviously preserving the history and having somebody who's professional in that capacity is really important to the society. And the, the, the goal of that job as historian was always to communicate history to our members, whether it was through the keeper's log, whether it was through um, uh, special articles that we wrote, whether it was posting things on our website. But when we brought you on, this idea of the podcast was so great because it created another way for us to communicate with people in a much more personal way. And when you're dealing with a podcast, you can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it in, in bed. You, you don't really have to do anything except for turn it on and listen. Right. And it just be, it just exploded in popularity because of the ease of uh, listening and it was, we were able to contact so many more people. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about the fact that the podcast not only has hit its 200th episode, but that we've been able to engage that many more people and expose them to all types of information regarding lighthouses. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at the, talking about the, the numbers of people we've reached and that kind of thing. When we start, we started out, maybe we, uh, at least I probably had some unrealistic goals in mind of, you know, 10,000 listeners per episode or something. Some of the, the episodes get over a thousand listeners and we've had, we've had over 120,000 listens in all now. Yeah. That's a big number. And remember mm-hmm. this is the type of thing that evolves and builds on itself. Mm-hmm. We may, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think 10,000 listeners is unrealistic, but it's something that needs to be built. And, you know, um, you know maybe our expectations in the very beginning were a little bit lofty, but I remember like when you first, in it, when you, when we first launched the podcast and you started doing your, um, your tour retrospectives and I, we were hoping we were going to get maybe 20 or 50 people to join those and all of a sudden we realized we didn't have enough space in our zoom account to host everybody we had to yeah. quick so my point though is is that um this is something that will build on itself and i think you can admit that every year our audience is growing yeah well it's also cumulative because you've got people listening to the episodes of the past as well as the new ones right. so right. the overall number of listeners is is going up one of the figures I'm proud of, uh, and with a company called Blueberry hosts the podcast, so they give us these stats. And one of the stats uh, they provide says that 87% of the people who listen to any episodes of the podcast listen to at least 75% of the, on average, more than 75% of the, the show uh, that they listen to is that, oh, if that I don't know if that makes sense the way I'm explaining it, but, um, in other words, the vast majority of the people who listen, listen to at least three quarters uh, of an episode, right, um, which, which I think is, is pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. 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 Well, subject matter. We, you know, we have a, listen, not everybody loves lighthouses and wants to explore the history the way we do. Our members certainly do. The people who tune into the podcast do. I mean, what that overall number is eventually is going to be uh, in the United States. That's only remains to be seen, but I'm very happy with the uh, number of people that we've been managed to connect with. And uh, over the past three years, and that 120,000 is a, is a big number. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased, uh, overall, but I'm also, uh, you know, I, I always, I'm always trying to think of how can it be better? What can we do that's new and interesting and might attract, uh, new people or, or keep people interested. And I'm certainly open to any ideas you have along those lines. What, right. what have we not done on the podcast that we should be doing more mm-hmm. of any ideas about that? Well, I think one thing you mentioned to me earlier, uh, was, your wish to do more video with relation to the podcast. So have mm-hmm. more uh, uh, episodes where there's visual as in addition to the, to the voice. And I think that would be great because, you yeah. know, lighthouses are so visual. Yes. And yeah. We've been doing some of those lately. I've done a few video episodes where they're available both in audio and video form and the reaction's been good. Uh, you know, I've had some people say that they really appreciate that because they have trouble just sitting and listening to an episode. The only thing that I, I, I enjoy uh, kindred subjects to lighthouses. So, you know, I'd like to see us, you know, do more, more uh, involving like life saving and maybe uh, even uh, something based on sailing and ships and navigation, maybe something, 
uh, subject matters that are uh, relation with relation to the natural environment and things that are around lighthouses, wildlife, natural flora and fauna, mm -hmm. I, anything related, anything that's ancillary to lighthouses, I think would be interesting to cover in the podcast in the future. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I've covered some of those topics to some degree within you know, the lighthouse framework, but not, not so much separately. To me, to me, there always has to be some sort of, you know, if it's kind of a tenuous link to, to lighthouses, but you're right. A lot of people uh, who are into lighthouses are also into birding or photography and, and so yeah, forth. So. And, that, and that's how other people find mm -hmm. out about lighthouse society and about lighthouse preservation. So you may do an episode about, you know, specific species of animals that live at a particular lighthouse and all of a sudden we get people who love those animals tuning in who learn hey lighthouses are pretty cool too so it's yeah. a way to draw in new people to the lighthouse society to yep. cover uh, to cover subjects that are uh connected to lighthouses yeah i also like linking it to uh the arts in different ways like i just did a interview with people involved with the play being put on locally here in the portsmouth area that relates to uh, lighthouses and um, movies, uh, music in, in some cases, and yeah. things like that. I love the uh, the references to old movies and lighthouses in the media. I love talking about it. You know, we we've had long conversations about you know the most recent movie, the the, the lighthouse. You know, with uh, Willem Dafoe. Yep. Just I could talk about that for an hour because it's so interesting. Um, and I know you consulted with them. Uh, or didn't you consult with them on that? Um, not directly with the, the I didn't get too much of a response for the people involved in making the movie, except uh, Kurt Fosberg, who was involved with making some of the the uh, the replica artifact, you know, replica mm -hmm. things on the set for the movie and Dan Spinella, who made the lens that was used right, in the movie. Right, right. Uh, so it's great having that connection. Yeah, but um, I, 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 I really enjoy that. And I yeah. just, I, I'll, I'll loop back to the fact that, uh, you know, lighthouses and lighthouses are, are so are so visual. Yeah, uh, it would be really nice to to do more of that with yeah. podcasts. And I realize yeah. when you're in your car, you can't watch anything on your phone. We're not supposed to. Yeah, but you know, it would be nice to to have that as a possibility. Yeah, well, we did a kind of an experimental episode recently where um, it was on uh, Wood Island Lighthouse in Maine. Bitterford, Maine, where uh, Sarah McHugh uh, was the co-host, and she and I actually went to Wood Island Lighthouse and shot some video segments. So right. I made a very different video version of the episode that had those video segments in it, whereas the audio version, of course, obviously didn't have those. Yeah. But I think it worked pretty well. It's it's a lot more work. <laughs> it's not something oh, I could... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, also keep in mind, too, that I think, you know, this idea of a podcast of, you know, videos of you know, things that are uh, new media are, are going to help us attract a younger audience as well, which is super important for an organization like the U.S. Lighthouse Society, where our, basically our core members are, are our age and, or older. And we really want to get a new generation of people interested in preserving lighthouse history at lighthouses national as, as, as historic landmarks. So the podcast is exactly the type of thing we need to do to attract that younger audience. Mm -hmm. Well, the podcast is getting more numbers than our other social media is at this point. So yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't quite found the, the key to all that. But I want to mention, Jeff, that I just interviewed two young podcasters who are extremely successful. Kylie Lowe, who actually is the producer of the um, 
most successful, most popular marketing podcast in the country called Goal Diggers. And she's also the host and producer of a podcast called Dark Down East about true crime stories in Maine. And I was on her show recently about haunted Maine lighthouses. And I just had her on our podcast. And I also interviewed um, Emma Choi, who's the host of a podcast for NPR called Everyone and Their Mom. And they're both uh, in their 20s. And actually, uh, Kylie's a little bit past her 20s, but not by much. Um, but they're young and energetic and have lots of great ideas. And both of them, when I asked them, how do we attract more young people to lighthouses? They all said almost the exact same thing. They said, throw a party, have parties at the lighthouses. Mm. Young people love parties. And I thought that's such a simple idea, but it's a really good idea. You know, give, we have. Give me, give me an idea about their individual podcasts. Like what type of numbers are they? Are they talking? Um, they've, I think uh, the, uh, the marketing podcast that Kylie produces, I believe, or have had 80 million. Oh my God. Listens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So, I mean, getting feedback from people like that's great. And actually having the exchange with them where you're on theirs and they're on ours. I mean, that's fantastic. And you're mm -hmm. right. Something as simple as having parties. I mean, what could be better than that? I mean, that's yeah, great. I mean, you have a party from, say, uh, you know, one to five, one afternoon and the people who they pay a certain amount, but not an exorbitant amount, not like one hundred dollars or something. Maybe it's twenty dollars, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. They get to hang out at the lighthouse. They get, you know, no, it's closed to the rest of the, the public. It's a they get to sit, they put chairs out, have nice, some nice food. Uh, have some music, have some live music, and just a relaxing uh, afternoon. Well, and then we have a reason to produce another podcast. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a very simple idea, but I think it's a great model to, to think well, about. Well, congratulations on engaging those people. I mean, just the fact that you're able to interview and have an exchange with somebody whose podcast gets 80 million listens is just amazing. So yeah, if I can't get 80 million listeners, at least I can talk to somebody who has 80 million listeners. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, she obviously has a big audience. And, you know, it's nice to be able to think that somebody like that is interested in what we're doing and maybe we'll get some exposure. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, the, if, uh, if people listening to this have ideas about uh, promoting the, the podcast to a wider audience, ideas for uh, what we should be doing that we're not doing. I always want to hear from them. They can write to me at jeremy at uslhs.org. Um, so I am completely open to any and all ideas. Uh, but, uh, but at this, uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you for this, this episode, Jeff, is I just want to publicly thank you for supporting this whole idea from the beginning. Uh, it wouldn't have happened if we, when I said, uh, what about the idea of doing a podcast? And you immediately said, yeah, that's a great idea. You know, um, there was no guarantee you were going to say that. And, uh, you know, for me, it's worked out really well. So I, I really, really appreciate the support uh, you've given this uh, from the start. No, thank problem. you. I think it's I think it's worked out great for the Lighthouse Society. And I'm always thinking about how to benefit our members and uh, give them added value to supporting the Lighthouse Society. And I think your podcast does exactly that. So I'm thrilled with it. Well, thank you for being part of this uh, special 200th episode as well, Jeff. My pleasure. Okay, now here's the part we've all been waiting for. You can't have a retrospective show like this without gag reels. So first, here's a few Cindy gems. <laughs>
Terry began volunteering at the Orcas Island Historical Museum alongside doing archival organ like this sentence it's some british wave swept bell rock lighthouse about five miles from arbreth in 1967 new york's governor nelson a rockefeller established a okay and don't forget that donations and memberships in the USLHS support this podcast and other preservation and education. <laughs> Only if there's something that's there of Have you shared your recent weight loss journey with our audience? <laughs> there was also a brick fog signal. signal. I made signal three <laughs> syllables. Well, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the heat and especially the humidity. Although I don't know anyone who loves uh, how humid. How ship, 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 blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna try that again. <laughs> and here are some Michelle jewels. I like what you did there, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> how far that little candle throws its beams? Nope, I said that wrong. Necessitated the construction of a large assumed responsibility for constructing constructing the review continues quote upon arrival the caretaker will lead you to the lighthouse's separate residence the accommodations come with a guest library and two bedrooms that can each sleep three in addition to watching the pods of orcas break the surface break yep break ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a it's a, a cross between break the service and breach yes, the service. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> In addition to watching the ports of Akas, Akas. <laughs> <laughs> the ports ports of Akas. <laughs> oh my god. Ports of Akas, that's good. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Hoof. I got this. Hmm. In addition to watching pods of orcas break the surface of, uh, oh my God. Okay. In addition to watching the pods of, pods, why did I keep saying that? Just uh, Uh, pretend you're just reading it for the first time. Yes. The American musician, why, uh, I can't say that. Randy plans to make the lighthouse available for artists. The lighthouse was extinguished. Extinguished, <laughs> which is run by the Portsmouth Historical Society. Society, yes. society, society. <laughs> Almost. The author Shannon Alder once wrote, quote, don't ever let anyone put out your light because they are blinded boat. <laughs> also in 1970 fun, 70 fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun year in 1970. It's the year I was born. <laughs> So do we get to hear a Jeremy gag reel too? Well, okay. Since you asked so nicely, here you go. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and prankster John Herman at Wagersant's Shoal near Mesh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special place. And the fact the lighthouse was. <laughs> I'm really. <laughs> and next week's up. <laughs> <laughs> Today is October 26th. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> We're going to listen to a few more messages from some friends in the lighthouse world now. Next is Karen Zacharuk. Karen is the keeper for the Canadian Coast Guard at Cape Veal Light Station in British Columbia, and she was the guest on episode 73. Hi, Jeremy. It's Karen Zacharuk from Cape Veal Lighthouse on the west coast of Vancouver Island. I just wanted to congratulate you on your 200th episode of Lighthearted. As a lightkeeper living at a lighthouse that has been staffed for 148 years, I want to thank you for keeping the stories and experiences of the past and present day life as a lightkeeper alive. And I'm looking forward to many more episodes to come. Next is Diane Wolfer from Australia. Diane is the author of the classic children's book, Lighthouse Girl, and she was the guest on episodes 96 and 97. Hi, I'm Diane Wolfer, a children's author living in regional Western Australia. Congratulations, Jeremy and the Lighthearted team for spreading lighthouse love around the world and for your amazing achievement of 200 episodes. Wow. I love lighthouse stories and was honoured to speak with Jeremy on the program, episodes 96 and 97, about my World War I book, Lighthouse Girl. In 1914, Faye, a lighthouse keeper's daughter, signalled to troops as they left Australia, sailing away to foreign battlefields. She relayed their messages to loved ones across the country via Morse, and they sent back embroidered postcards from their camps under the pyramids and in Europe, thanking the little girl on Breaksea Island. Lighthouses are beacons of hope around the world, and so was Faye, the troops' last human contact with home. The Lighthearted podcast makes me feel like I'm part of a warm-hearted community of fellow lighthouse lovers across the globe. Thank you, Jeremy and the team. Please continue your work for another 200. This next one is quick and to the point, but still greatly appreciated. This is from Toby Smith, who was working to save the Paradise Island Lighthouse in the Bahamas. He was the guest on episode 154. Congratulations, United States Lighthouse Society, on your 200th episode of Lighthearted. This next one is from my good friend Nick Korstad, owner of the Big Bay Point Lighthouse in Michigan. Nick has appeared in five episodes of the podcast and has helped me make connections with some of the other guests. Hi, Jeremy. This is Nick up at the Big Bay Point Lighthouse on Lake Superior. Congratulations on 200 episodes. Um, I've been an avid listener since the beginning. And uh, last April, I had the opportunity to actually go out with you in the field and uh, be a part of some of these interviews. And I got to see firsthand how much time and effort it takes to put on an episode. And uh, you really do put your heart and soul into each individual host and guest. And I don't think uh, we can all thank you enough for what you've done for the U.S. Lighthouse Society and just the lighthouse world in general. So uh, with that, I want to thank you for all that you do. And I hope many, many more episodes and uh, maybe in the future we can go out and do some more exploring and uh, I can be there with you uh, while you do some more episodes. So uh, again, congratulations and uh, thank you. Here's one from Rob Apps, a New England-based filmmaker who made the documentary The Last Lightkeepers. Rob co-hosted two episodes and was the guest on episode 95. Wow, 200 episodes? What an accomplishment, Jeremy. I can't think of anyone serving the Lighthouse community to the extent you have, not only through this podcast where you've shared countless stories, but over the years. I know my film, The Last Lightkeepers, would not have been possible if it wasn't for the community and network that you built. You've created such a strong foundation for future generations to build on and keep that light shining. Thank you for all you've done and congratulations. 
Next, we have another author of a classic children's book, Rhonda Armitage. Rhonda and her artist husband, David, who live in England, created the book, The Lighthouse Keeper's Lunch, and several sequels. They were the guests on episode 187. Congratulations, Jeremy. 200 light-hearted podcasts. That's quite an accomplishment. My name is Rhonda Armitage, and with my husband, David, we have written a number of books about a lighthouse keeper in his lighthouse, uh, the best known perhaps being one called The Lighthouse Keeper's Lunch. Both New Zealand and Tasmania, where David and I grew, respectively grew up, uh, we had plenty of lighthouses, lots of them. At one stage, we rather contemplated we might like to be lighthouse keepers. Fortunately, we decided perhaps writing about them would be a better idea. In the course of looking up things about lighthouses, I discovered what I thought was a lovely little story about uh, three lighthouse keepers on a lighthouse right off New Zealand, way out, very isolated, nobody liked going there. And this particular time they ran out of food. So the lighthouse keeper made a very small tin boat with a little tin sail, and he wrote, wrote three letters that he put into the boat, one of which was, of course, asking for food, popped it in, and blow me down, nine days later, the supplies arrived. I think that was quite a remarkable little story. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for everybody for listening, and all the best for any future podcasts. Next, my wife and occasional co-host, Charlotte Raskowski, is going to read a greeting from my friend Angeli Perro, a children's book author living in Maine. Angeli has written several books that relate to lighthouses, including Lighthouse Dog to the Rescue and Captain's Castaway. She was the guest on episode 112. So here's Angeli's message. Quote, I love the whole idea behind the lighthearted program. For lighthouse lovers all over the world, it creates an instant bond. We all care about our lights, their preservation, their history, their beauty. By listening in to Jeremy's interviews, we learn what is happening in all aspects of the lighthouse arena, and it draws us together as a group. Congratulations, Jeremy, on podcast number 200, and thank you for all you do to promote our lights. Shine on, end quote. We have two more greetings to hear. The next one is from my friend Bob Trapani, who is the executive director of the American Lighthouse Foundation. He's been involved in seven episodes of the podcast as a co-host or as a guest. So let's listen to Bob. Hi, my name is Bob Trapani, Jr., executive director of the American Lighthouse Foundation. I would like to take this opportunity to salute the United States Lighthouse Society podcast, Lighthearted, for reaching the impressive milestone of 200 episodes. That is a really big wow. In such a short span of time, Lighthearted has gifted lighthouse enthusiasts around the world an untold treasure trove of history, heartwarming stories, best practices, and just as importantly, a boatload of fun and inspiring hope for a bright lighthouse future. So congratulations to the United States Lighthouse Society on this outstanding achievement, and a big thank you to Jeremy Dontremont for his dedicated efforts to produce a top-notch educational and entertaining podcast throughout this remarkable string of 200 episodes. Keep sending out the light, Jeremy. Our last guest greeting is from Mike Vogel, president of the U.S. Lighthouse Society and a longtime leader in the lighthouse preservation community. He was the guest on episode 179, recorded when I visited him last June in Buffalo, New York. Here's Mike. This is Mike Vogel, and I have the honor of serving as president of the United States Lighthouse Society, the host organization for these wonderful podcasts. 
Jeremy, we are so glad and proud to have you on board as the Society Historian and to have you and your delightful podcast team producing these incredible insights into lighthouse heritage and the working world of lighthouse stewardship and preservation. Not only do these sessions introduce us to the great people who are saving these colorful and picturesque symbols of Americans' maritime heritage, they also make invaluable contributions to the modern-day history of lighthouses as it unfolds. There are so many dedicated and skilled people working on these structures and their histories, and making sure both are saved for generations to come. I actually envy you your job, because it involves so much personal contact with so many great stories and great people. Thanks for being our storyteller. Like lighthouses, lighthouse preservationists are scattered throughout the country. The Lighthearted Podcast has become our community center, a chance to meet people and hear their stories, occasionally to tell stories of our own, and to foster our sense of belonging to something greater than ourselves. We come together through these episodes to share our mission and pieces of our lives, to receive information and to renew our own commitments to giving something of our own to the Lighthouse community. But just in case you needed a reminder, 200 times isn't enough, Jeremy. Keep on shining. I love what Mike said about Lighthearted being like a community center for people involved with lighthouses. That's exactly what I had in mind from the start. I'd like this podcast to be a place for the exchange of ideas and also a place to share historical stories and modern-day preservation stories. The history of lighthouses is still being written every day, and I see this podcast as one of the ways we're recording all this fascinating material for generations to come. But besides all that, it's fun, and I've had a blast doing it. I hope you've enjoyed this ride so far, Michelle and Cindy, and I hope you'll stay with me for at least another 200 episodes, maybe 2,000. <laughs> I know. I definitely will. <laughs> Can't get rid of me that easily, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought you were hesitating a little there, Cindy. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. I'm counting on you for another 2 million episodes at least. Oh, 2 million now. Okay. Oh, All right. wow. <laughs> keep upping the number there. Right? Are you up for this, Michelle? I don't know. 2 million. <laughs> <laughs> Well, something to shoot for anyway. So thanks to all the co-hosts. In addition to the two of you, Michelle and Cindy, thanks to Sarah McHugh, Rob Apps, Shalana Millard, Judy Ann Point, Bob Trapani, Jeff Gales, and, of course, Charlotte Ruskowski. Mm-hmm. Thanks to all the guests from around the world who have made every episode so interesting and entertaining. And thanks to our listeners who make it all possible. Thanks to the U.S. Lighthouse Society for the continued support of this podcast. Check out uslhs.org to learn more about all the things the Society offers. If you listen with Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review us. As always, to our faithful audience that's been with us from the start and to people hearing us for the first time, thanks so much for listening and... Keep a good light. Keep a good light. Keep a good light. Keep a good light.